Hey, welcome back to JL's podcast. This is a brand new episode and it's just me today. I want to thank you for returning. If you are a returning listener and if you're new, welcome as well. We drop an episode every Tuesday, so I want to encourage you to subscribe, leave a rating or a review. Let me know through the description in... Uh, through my description how you can get in contact with me by the way guys we've just hit a thousand downloads which is awesome because to me that's really encouraging and um, you know it says to me that people are listening and also they're being helped and blessed by this so um, thank you thank you for sticking along thank you for um, sticking with us so I am sitting in the middle of my kitchen as I talk to you now um, and just wanting to bring a thought to you before we jump on to the next lot of conversations. Um, and so lately I've been pondering a little bit on, um, on Psalm chapter 90 and I heard this, um, the 12th verse, it's pretty popular among people. I heard the 12th verse uh, not too long ago. And so I thought, you know, why don't we explore this? And, um, yeah, let me know how this impacts you, um, if you can, and where you were listening to it, when you listened to it, and what is it that stood out to you. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into it. And sorry about the echo. Um, It's late, and the kitchen seemed like a good place to do this (laughs) but let's start so psalm chapter 90 from verse 1 um lord through all the generations you have been our home before the mountains were born you gave birth to the earth and the world from beginning to end you are god you turn people back to dust saying return to dust you mortals for you A thousand years are as a passing day, as brief as a few night hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They are like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, but by evening it is dry and withered. We wither beneath your anger. We are overwhelmed by your fury. You spread out our sins before you our secret sins, and you see them all. We leave our lives beneath your wrath, ending our years with a groan. Seventy years are given to us, some even live to enjoy eighty. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they disappear and we fly away. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Now I just want to hone in my focus verse is verse 12 there, which in the I was reading a New Living Translation, um, but the New King James says, Teach us, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And that stuck out to me um, quite potently because um, a couple of verses earlier and a couple of you know things that I said earlier 
um, are just about what it is that we, <laughs> I suppose we have as a result of all the years that we've lived. Um, you know, so it, it says here, 70 years are given to us, some even live to AC, but even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. I was talking to a friend of mine, and um, he will, it will actually appear in the next episode of this podcast just about what it is we toil, what it is we spend so much time on and so much of our lives on when it comes to what we think and what we feel is important. And I wonder how... Um, how our calendars would look if we took a little bit of a of a of a look of a look of it from an objective stance. What would a person perhaps who doesn't even know us say about where we spend our time? Is it reflective of the things that we value? Is it reflective of the things that we say are important? Um, because the, the calendar or your schedule, um, it won't be able to lie to you. And one thing about that is that for whatever it is that we build, for whatever it is that we strive and are so motivated sometimes to go towards or to lean towards and to work towards, we have a lot of pain that we go through it for. Not that it's not worth it. Pain is just part of the journey. But we do have a lot of pain and trouble to go for it. And so this all, I suppose for me, this whole thought um, was brought on by one day driving alongside our freeway. Um, I think I was going either to or from work. But just this idea, and it, I must warn you, it's a little bit sobering. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, I, I had this idea that passed through my head that in 300 years from where I was, where I was sitting, 300 years, I just, if we just looked into the future, 300 years, my, all my thoughts, all that I've strived towards, all I have been so ambitious about, whatever it is that made up life as I tried to define it, as I strived to make it to be is going to be forgotten i'm not going to be in people's memories and you know who can remember some person who lived 300 years ago in some remote place i mean yes we do have now more means to be able to be remembered by but 300 years is a short time when it comes to history and yet it's it, it everything just in 300 years you you kind of have this perspective of wow and i don't know why i picked 300 i don't know why 300 was the first thing that came to mind but it was just time enough for me to be forgotten and so it got me onto this little pathway um, of thinking about the realities of life and striving striving and um being ambitious, having incredible goals to do this or to do that, and she just sort of take a step back and to, and to think, well, what is it that actually matters? What is it that actually is going to make a difference when I'm gone, um, when we're all gone? So um, lately, 
one of the things that I've been um, doing is um, I just finished my exams. And for all of you uni students who just finished your exams, congratulations. I know the struggle. Let me just drink water. Um, and so during that part of my studies have been just looking at how our behavior is affected by the culture groups that we're connected to or not connected to. And one of the things that came up is that um, in Western culture, we are a very individualistic culture. Now, we all know that, and it's very prevalent by the fact that we have a seemingly high obsession with with youth, with staying young, with staying... Um, um, with, with being different, I should actually say, with being different. And um, in our cultures today, we have this obsession, it seems, with making sure that all things that are good and all things that are attractive always look and are connected to youthfulness versus um, other cultures that are more collectivist in nature that value wisdom, that value, um, you know, that, that value age. And so um, one of the other things as well, which I just mentioned as well, was just the real, a real interesting part of our cultures as well, especially in Western countries, really our almost obsession with trying to immortalize ourselves in that we will obsess, like I said, with being young and trying to leave behind legacies which, you know, five, 100 to 300 years from when we are past won't even matter because names will be changed, it'll be someone else. It seems like a little bit of a rat race and so... Um, in individualistic societies as well, you'll be more likely to find people who are carrying now more likely than not a name that is unique. It's all about the uniqueness and uh, um, trying to be different and trying to be an individual and stand out from among the crowd. And so you will have people even with a common name that is spelt differently. And so there is that celebration of you are unique, you are yourself, you are, there'll never be anybody else like you. And that's all true. So, um, you know, but that's where it leans towards. And so in more um, collectivist cultures, you also, what you find is that people are more likely to have names that are common rather than names that are unique. And so there is that, um, in terms of how we identify ourselves, especially in Western culture, is with regards to who I am and how different I am to the whole and to the group versus in a more collectivist culture, which is that I am most likely defined by how I relate and am part of the whole and I think it's the one word that comes to mind is Ubuntu which is an African word that um, is along the lines of meaning I am as we are or I am because we are and so when I read 
Um, however, Psalm 90, it's not so much a matter of trying to identify myself in my uniqueness. The challenge um, isn't about my legacy. The challenge isn't also about how to identify myself as part of a whole, but rather how to identify myself with regards to God as the as the focal point, as the reference point for my identifications. And I wonder what does that mean to you? So um, the psalm really. It, for me, the challenge, I suppose, then comes to that, to the place where we we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> we really don't. And as soon as as soon as our as soon as our days are cut off, it says we fly away, and you know we pass away. We're just like vapor, like a sigh. <sighs> That's all. That's all there is to life in, in in the perspective of all the time that has passed, in the perspective of 300 years, a life is just a breath. It's come and it's gone. And I wonder how many lives go through these, these motions and how many of us go through these motions of buying into the into the mundane and what's probably been worked out as this is the way things are supposed to be. And so... Um, the standout for the verse here is, so teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And the assumption when, when Moses, who is the writer of this psalm, writes, the assumption is that we are not all-knowing. We don't have enough knowledge to 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 immortalize ourselves or enough knowledge to to perhaps puff ourselves up. And there's a warning as well that goes um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 that closely um, relates to talking about how to handle what we think we know, how much we think we know, which, and it says, just the first three verses, I'll read it out. Now, regarding your question about food that has been offered to idol. idols. Yes, we know that we all have knowledge about this issue, but this while knowledge make, makes us feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much, but the person who loves God is the one whom God recognizes. And... That's really key because we live in an age where there is such a vast amount of knowledge, there is such a vast amount of information that's available to us that has really created a sense of we know it all and we've become, in a sense, gods unto ourselves and there is a lack of humility and teachability is almost unseen anymore and so... Psalm 90, really, it's, it's and, and verse 12, it's really bringing us to a place where we have to acknowledge that we are still students. If God's going to teach us, we are going to need to have the mentality of a student who is learning and who needs to learn. Um, and another really, perhaps more, 
confronting way of looking at um, at the fact that we are really at the mercy, um, for lack of a better word, but really at the mercy of things we don't we don't even know. Um, Job thirty chapter thirty eight, um, God comes up to Job and he starts to ask him several questions and have a dialogue with him as Job is talking about his pain and his suffering, which um, God allows in his life. He asks him, there are a couple of phrases that I'll read out to you from Job chapter 38. Um, Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth to bring an end to the night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is rubbed in it. It is robbed in brilliant colors. The light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? Have you... Uh, Do you know where the gates of death are located? Have you seen the gates of utter gloom? Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. Where does light come from and where does darkness come from? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to get there? But of course you know all this, for you were born before it was all created, and you are so very experienced. Have you visited the storehouses of the snow or the storehouses of hail? Um, And it goes on and on and on and on. And there are these incredible mysteries that God continues to recite. I would encourage you to read that passage, but we're not going to focus on that. But um, I just wanted to read that for just a little bit of perspective on the vast, I suppose, difference between what we know as perhaps base knowledge versus what God might know as, might have as, um, as base knowledge. But in moving on, I think one of the keys here is that we have got to really look at our lives in the perspective of, let's just start with history as we know it because it's hard enough trying to fathom eternity. Let's start with our days how we how we know it. Number our days. Because that kind of perspective, thinking about our lives in terms of hey, how much is eighty, ninety, hundred and ten, hundred and twenty years in the grand scheme of since before creation was made. And how is that going to inform where I put my efforts and what I do really when it comes to how much I know and how much I think is going to impact the world? What's my 120 years, if that, if I get that, actually going to impact um, all, of, all of the rest of history in the perspective of history? And so my encouragement, I suppose, with this is to admit and to also adopt the stance of humility. We don't know a lot um, and we do need to be taught. But we gain a heart of wisdom. It says 
elsewhere in the Bible in Proverbs that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God and this is a way to bring, as we admit, that we need humility and we need a stance of humility. This is a way to bring perspective to what's really important in this life for us. What does God actually say is important in life? Because at the end of the day, while we strive, while we may fight and work hard and really put our efforts towards what we might think everyone else should be putting their efforts to God has a different idea and it's not about immortalizing ourselves it is really about um, being part of the story that God is already telling within humanity because um, and as and as we know at the end of the day it's not our name it's not your name it's not my name that's actually going to be remembered or is going to matter because in it just won't History just has a way of forgetting about us. And so what's your choice going to be in light of this? What my choice going to be in light of this? There is a very clear call in the Bible that it's only the name of Jesus that's going to remain. And I don't know where you're at with that. But my encouragement is to allow these verses is to allow these lines of scriptures to bring perspective and to remind you that the chief aim of all of humanity is to glorify God and to delight ourselves in Him. Because whatever we build, whatever it is we strive for, whatever it is we try and use as a way to keep our name going, will eventually be swallowed up by the course of time, and time will be swallowed up in eternity. If the decisions we make while we have the opportunity here, within time, within history, do not align with the priorities of God, I think we will find ourselves wanting when it comes to eternity. So the encouragement and my prayer for all of us, really, as we continue this journey is that God would grant us the humility um, to, to have a heart that says that we need to be taught by Him so that we might actually look at our lives with His perspective and position ourselves to actually humbly accept that he knows best and that it's the one name which is the name of Jesus that's going to remain so whatever it is you're striving for whatever it is that you're putting your efforts into whatever struggles you're going through right now I suppose one takeaway as well can um, on top of that can be that Perspective helps. Perspective helps with approach. The right perspective helps with approach, helps with finding solution. It helps with prioritizing and it helps with finding out what it is do we really want to put our efforts into and the energies of our hearts 
to. As you think on this and as you ponder on it, I pray that God would lead you to be humble and that God would lead you to whatever troubles you're facing right now, whatever anxious anxieties you're facing right now, that you would be granted the wisdom to put it all into perspective and um, have the correct approach to it. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for lending your ear to this week's episode. Um, if you're new, we drop an episode every single Tuesday. If you're returning, thank you for lending your ear again. Next week, um, we'll be back with Graham and we had a nice lengthy chat, which um, I'll have to chop up into three pieces for you. Um, Again, we have just hit a thousand downloads, which I'm really grateful for. And so I'm going to be doing a little giveaway. If you haven't yet, let me know. Um, please do what it is you'd like. I'm thinking perhaps some kind of a coffee voucher, but I'll do a competition before I give that out. So let me know your ideas as well. Could be a little pop quiz. I don't know. Um, but in saying that, thanks for tuning in. And um, you'll be hearing from us again next Tuesday at the end of this episode there is just a nice nice little song by um, an artist that I actually discovered when I was 16 17 he's still um, he's still singing so I'll link him in the description below as well once you go check out his music he's been kind enough to let me use some of his early material and so I hope you enjoy his name is Trent Williams and we'll see you next Tuesday. Time goes by Looking for a Glimpse into your eyes My mind is changing And I'm seeing things clear I'm seeing your face clear I was travelling Through the eye on a storm I have been there many years before now I'm swimming in an ocean of your love I wanna be in love right now I wanna change my life into something that the world has never seen Explain what I've come to know in you. 
I've simply come to know you And right now I want to change my life Into something that the world has never seen I know how I'm gonna change my life Through the time I spend holding on to you Through the time I spend What have I done to deserve this love? I can't pay back what you've already done But I'll live for you and make you smile I'll make you smile Oh, and right now I wanna change my life Into something that the world has never seen I know how I'm gonna change my life Through the time I spend holding on to you And right now I wanna change my life Into something that the world has never seen I know how I'm gonna change my life Through the time I spend holding on to you through the time I spend holding on to you Through the time I spend